0: Hey, friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Season four is full on. There are two previous episodes, so if you've missed those, you've got a little Q&A happening for episode one. Last episode, Dean and I had a blast talking about, you know, just the rules of living together and how that looks like dating pre-kids once you're married, now after being together for like a million years. So it was really fun. I laughed a lot. Hope you enjoyed Hope you enjoyed it, and today I thought we could tackle boundaries, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it from a business perspective, what that looks like, you know, in friendship relationships, and then, you know, the, the heavy-duty difficulty of boundaries in family relationships, because it can be really tricky to navigate. So it's just me and you, friends. Let's do it. Did you know that I also make YouTube videos? I have been a content creator on YouTube since 2012. That is seven years, friends. Seven years of videos of my face and other things are on the internet, which is kind of awesome. If you found me through this podcast, Thanks for being here. I appreciate the support. And if you want a little bit more, head over to youtube.com forward slash Amanda Muse and subscribe. I put videos out twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, from a range of topics, from rant videos about how I was shamed for self-care, to relationship videos about my husband and I being in an age gap relationship, to vlogs, travel experiences. It's all there. Head to youtube.com forward Forward slash Amanda Muse and subscribe. Okay, boundaries. What are boundaries? Healthy boundaries. Um, in my mind, when I think of the word boundary, it's like, how do I say no to things? Because it can be very hard. To say no to things. Um, and why? Like, why would you implement boundaries? I just had a really great conversation for an episode that's coming out next week with a friend. And, you know, we sort of touched on this throughout the episode, but it can be really hard to put yourself first when you feel like you may be letting other people down. Or, you know, changing a narrative about yourself that other people may have had in mind. Maybe you're always this way. Maybe you always host this event. Maybe you're always quick to respond to texts or whatever it is. And sometimes being those things, being that figure in their story about you is damaging to you. And what can we do to stop that damage? You know, how do we begin to recognize it? And naturally I will pull from my personal experiences to share with you because I, I find that like sometimes I've really got it together and the boundaries are strong and clear in all areas of my life. And I'm like, yes. And then sometimes I waver, um, on my, maybe my communication skills, my planning skills, uh, my ability to see all things happening, um, instead of just like maybe my own needs. I don't know, it can be complicated, okay? So, where to begin? Where to begin? I think I think that we should begin with work relationships. Or just work boundaries. Doesn't necessarily need to be a relationship with a person, maybe it's just your relationship with your actual work. So, you guys have heard me talk about some of the tricky elements of working in this industry where, you know, with what I do and the type of content I create, it tends to be rather personal. And so at times I have felt overexposed. And when that's happened, it's kind of like one of these things you start to feel it as you're going through it. And as you're going through it, you're like, I'm not feeling good. Like it's maybe it's manifesting in my body like I get tummy aches or I get headaches or I just feel anxiety about something. Um, And then as I start to kind of like sift through what could be causing me this problem, sometimes it literally is as simple as I just am like sharing too much online. And I feel like too many people know my stuff and I'm having a hard time to process what I'm actually going through while I'm going through it because like there's too many cooks in the kitchen, you know? So, Something that I've done over the years, which at times I feel have actually been detrimental to my career, but what I've had to do over the years is pivot as I see fit, you know, in relation to my mental health and how my work is impacting me personally. So more often than not, as I go through big things in my life, a part of my healing process is to actually share it, which is not for everybody. Like, you know, some of us wanna go through things, feel the things, heal from the things, and let very few people in. And maybe those few people are just like your key life people, you know, your closest relationships. And that's okay. What I have found is as I go through big life things, I, you know, tap into my village. So the people that are nearest and dearest to me and I share with what's, you know, with them what's going on and the type of support that I need. And I really just allow people to care for me. And then other, another part of it is I seek out, you know, help from my therapist and I meet with her on a regular basis, which I try to do it like once a month. I feel, I feel like once a month is really good for me. Um, and we talk through things and that gives me like a, a different perspective on what I'm going through because it's a person who's not emotionally invested or connected with me. Like we're just, it's like a, it's a therapist, you know, it's professional. And then the last part of my healing, so aside from like, okay, so actually, no, there's a third part. So there's the people, my close people, my therapist, then there's myself, like allowing myself to feel things to walk through emotions to go through the things like I'm not avoiding it you know feel feelings go through them and then the last part is sharing with you guys sometimes though if you're not ready to share publicly but it life is just kind of happening or I've been in situations where like I'm feeling heavy things whether it was you know returning to Canada after having lived abroad in Malaysia for many years, I experienced very strong um, reverse culture shock. And there's a video where I'm telling you guys, the viewers about some of my experiences about coming back and returning to Canada. And I'm, you know, I'm going through things. I'm feeling some highs, some lows, and it's actually hard for me to even watch that video because I I just like, I, I almost takes me back to those feelings. And I clearly remember a viewer writing me a comment that was like, you know, oh, you know, this is Amanda, you're experiencing reverse culture shock. Like, and I thought, oh my God, I didn't even know that was a thing. And then when I looked up, you know, the Google description or definition of reverse culture shock, it was almost like verbatim, word for word, what I had said in that video, which was kind of funny. So that's a prime example of, I hadn't really healed myself yet and was sharing And when that happens, and I'm sure other creators, if you're listening, can relate, or just regular people, like when you share something with people that are not your close core village, you know, people, and you haven't quite done the healing, and you share, and then you receive a person's opinion, it can be very painful. It can be very emotional, the reaction you have to it, because it's like you weren't ready. You hadn't quite healed over yet and everything was very sensitive you know and so that's something that can happen as a creator and it's a really tricky space to navigate because what are your options you know if I'm going through something that I'm having like a challenging time to share at the same time so I need to heal first before I can share what kind of content am I making is it very surface level stuff I don't really feel like I can make the vulnerable content because like, I'm just not in that space and it's going to feel inauthentic. So I don't. So then I make stuff that's a little bit more like less of that connection. And then I feel weird even making that, like I'm not motivated creatively. So then an alternative is to like, just not create. And then that ends up in a very weird dark cycle because what can happen is you stop creating and it's like, let's just imagine you going through a breakup. Okay. Okay whether it's a friend, whatever. (laughs) So you you no longer have this thing or this person in your life. So you start to fill that space with other things. Maybe it's going to bed earlier, which is what I've been doing. (laughs) So it's like, you now kind of have created a life where there isn't that much space for the thing that you're supposed to be doing. It's a tricky space. And so then it can be very hard to come back from it because now it's like, whoa, I got to kind of remind myself how to ride the bike how do I do this? Where is the bike? I've lost where I put it, you know? And it's like this, it's, it's a, it's a tricky process. So you take a break, but then to come back to it, it's not just like you're working in an office or someplace where you can just do the thing. You can just do the job because when your job, as I've said many times, when it's based on your personality, it's tricky to constantly be on. So sometimes breaks are necessary What I found works best for me is just to kind of slow everything down, but not to disappear entirely. Because when I have stepped away, I found it very challenging to come back because I love connecting with you guys. And it's very strange to share, 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 and then to just not, and not feel like I have all of these amazing people to message, to, you know, relate to my experience and In your sharing with me, it's very healing for me. So, you know, it's, it comes back to this concept of like boundaries. Where do you put those boundaries in? And so after this many years, you know, seven and a half years of creating online and sharing and documenting, I've sort of learned that there is this sweet spot of sharing. When things get tough, heal from it, then share. If things are really tough and you're really going through a hard time, you just, I kind of just slow everything down and just do the bare minimum and try to just work on healing myself as a person, because you got to put the work in, you know, and there's this amazing episode coming out next week. You're going to love it. I learned so much and I already thought I knew some stuff about it, but it's all about that healing element of really coming back to basics and taking the time to invest in yourself like real self-care not just the manicures and you know the lattes it's like the real work that we do to nourish our bodies that will have lasting impact so when I'm going through big things like I have been lately and I will share when I'm ready but I've needed to just slow everything down and create a space a safe space for myself to heal and so it's interesting when it comes to work related things because naturally when we work, we generate income. This is how we provide for our families and continue to lead our lives. Um, And it's been a really good exercise for me to remind myself, you know, what do I love to do? What is, you know, what does it look like to go to bed earlier and not work into the night at 2 a.m.? That means I just don't have as many hours to do certain things. And so we have to limit how much we can output because I am just a mere mortal, you know? And so the boundary is there now where it's like, okay, Amanda, you actually do have to create this boundary where you can only put out as much as you can put out. And it's going to look a little different for me than it does someone who is a team of 12 and that's okay. Um, And something that's been like popping into my brain lately is have you seen the meme? And I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's like, you know, you can't be in bloom all the time. I'm trying to think. I'm I'm pretty sure that's self-explanatory. Um, But yeah, in bloom, you know, you can't, it's very hard to be in bloom all year round. And when that, when we look at that and kind of simplify it for our own lives, it is helpful to remember that there are these seasons of things. And sometimes you do have a slower, lower season, but it doesn't mean you have to walk away entirely from things that you've created or things that you enjoy. And you can apply that to, You know your fitness. I go through seasons where I'm like full on working out at the gym and loving it. And then other times where I'm a little softer around the edges and it's just not something I can prioritize all the time. And it doesn't make me a bad person for having to pause things and here and there. It just, and it also doesn't mean that it's done forever. You know, you're allowed to pause things and come back to it when you're ready. And that can be really challenging when we have those judgmental thoughts and those feelings like I'm not good enough I should be doing all these things judge 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 loathe thyself and it's very unhealthy so I'm finding what I'm trying to practice a little bit right now and this is kind of new for me because I haven't always got this right but it's as I'm going through this tricky time you know reminding myself that you're not disappearing the work that I've put out into the world is not going anywhere. It doesn't diminish my credibility as a creator, as a worker, as a partner, as a person, all these things. It's okay to just not be like always sparkling all the time and to just take some time to work through real life things, knowing that I will come out the other side of it bright and shiny and ready to rock, you know? Um, but it's, it's, it's really tricky because we compare ourselves to other people and we see other people's success and somehow it diminishes our own. And I myself am not, um, you know, I'm not naive to the fact that this happens to everybody. Like I'm not some special being that I don't feel those things as well. And allowing myself to feel those things and be like it's okay girl like you don't have to be in bloom all the time this is just the leaves have fallen in spring spring will come again you know so I suppose the boundary for me is reminding myself that there are those times and it's okay and the boundary right now is that it's like almost a boundary for myself like you don't need to be at 100% all the time You can just keep putting out here and there on a schedule that looks good for you. And so I suppose the boundary is really my schedule and it's tricky and I'm still trying to figure it all out. Um, You know, in fact, even just recording this episode right now, I'm a little bit frustrated with myself because I had intended to record this last week, which would have been a lot easier because I could have had my editor help me edit it. And unfortunately, though, I just was like, it didn't work. I had dedicated this time to my family to go to a really fun event and have like a full day with them. And I would already, I was like, don't work. You know, you're going to just spend time with family. And then I did work a little bit and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm already, I'm already ignoring my own boundary of the schedule. So I just had to like put it all aside. Alas, here we are. It'll still go up at the same time. It won't impact you guys. It's just more a behind the scenes thing. So you don't always get it right, but you try, you know? Another area where I see a lot of DMs and questions and things that come up is, you know, this boundary with relationships. Um, and I think it definitely can fall into many categories. And the ones that I see most frequently are like the friends kind of relationship. And then, of course, like the family dynamic. Um, okay, where to begin with the friendship situation? I suppose the friendship situation, and then if you are listening and a parent of children who are doing you know, extracurricular activities and you're sort of leading all of this. I feel like that kind of falls into this category too because I've just just noticed that we sometimes overcommit ourselves to people where we feel like if we say no, we're like letting people down or something. Example, prime example. I signed my kids up for skating. (laughs) If you're a Patreon member, then you probably have already heard this, but I signed them up and it was this whole thing. And Dean was kind of like, why are you doing this? I don't think they want to do it. Damn it. He was right. They just are not super keen on it. And unfortunately I spent a ton of money equipping them for this and buying them the things they needed. And you know, one of them needed new skates and we needed new helmets and they will get use out of this stuff for sure. But like it was a big expense. And so I was feeling this huge push to get them to go because God damn it, I spent all this money. And then it was like a battle every flipping week trying to get my kid to go to freaking skating. And I was like, why are we battling on this? Oh my God, this is insane. It's actually causing like me stress. It's causing problems for them. And then I kept saying to myself, yeah, but like all of these families that we know of their kids in extracurriculars and you know, are we like late to the game here? Like you're almost eight. Should you be doing this? And then I was just like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> and then I finally was like, this is insane. Who am I in this competition with? Like, seriously, Jack loves it. Esme does not. Okay. Let's work with this here. What are some things I can do as a workaround so that we like learn from this experience and it's not just all for nothing. And I found this great article and forgive me if I've already shared this, cause I never know where I where I talk about all my things but you know I, I was mentioning like how can we learn from this i just don't want her to think that mummy is just made of money and we can just quit whatever we start right that's a it's a tricky space to navigate and so i found this great article that was like the kid who chooses to quit the activity cool but let's talk about the plan to essentially like reimburse me some of the money and what does that look like around the house in terms of chores and helping me earn back what I spent that you're you agreed to, but now you don't want to do it anymore. And so I spoke to Esme about that and Dean, of course. And everybody was on the same page. And I was like, cool. So now the next step is working through that schedule to help Esme, you know, pay me back, kind of, kind of. Not really, but you know what I mean. Like earn back that. And then when we choose another activity, we're gonna make very well, you know, pretty damn sure that this is what she wants to do. And then she can't quit that. So it's like tricky. Cause what if she wants to quit the next one? I'm feeling all like stressed about it. So it's a tricky time, but like, where does all this pressure come from? Why did I feel the need for her to go and like pressure everybody? Is there some ways or some, you know, other people that are putting pressure on? And, um, I had a family member that was like, you know, trying to also encourage my kids to do the skating and this and that. And last night we were chatting and, had asked esme like how skating going and i could sense like there was this little bit of guilt and like a little shame associated with it and i was like you know what it's cool i was like we made a plan she's going to earn back her money to me and it's just not for her and sometimes you got to do things in life to realize they're not for you all good in that moment whose feelings am i most concerned about my kid i'm not here to protect her from all the aches and pains that life will bring in those moments of you know, discomfort, and that happens, you know, as we have interactions with people. But I'm also, like, settle down. Like, she's seven years old, and it's just skating. Who cares, you know? And, and so it's this balance, this, like, when do we say, not necessarily no to people, but create that boundary of, like, uh, oh, we make decisions here, and we came up with a plan, and if even if you don't agree with it, that's cool, but, like, this is what's working for us. And that can be really uncomfortable, you know. So when it comes to like boundaries with friendships, I think that's what I'm trying to get at is if you find that whenever you're with a certain person that it's not doing well for you, that's where you got to put those boundaries in. Or if you're with people and you're trying to parent a certain way and those people are judging you or having so many comments for you, it's that time where, you know, do you... Is it a boundary where you have to kind of also preface this by like, hey, I hear you. I respect your choices and how you choose to parent, but that's not how we are choosing to do things. And I just need you to be respectful of that, you know, and it's uncomfortable. I think the thing with boundaries in general is it's never like this very comfortable situation. In order to see change and progress, sometimes you got to get a little uncomfortable with what's happening. So. There are also moments where you don't need to say anything. You just have to start behaving in a certain way. So I'm thinking of, you know, there was a person in my life who also had a similar job to what I do. And um, I enjoy their company. But I quickly realized after spending some time with them that I actually didn't enjoy their company that often. (laughs) Like, I feel like there are certain friends and just certain people you can be around where... You're good for like two hours and like, cool, I'll see you in another month. Or you could see them every day and spend five hours a day together and it's just fine. You're going to figure that out. You'll figure that out with those people in your life. But like, is this just a friend? And I was like, this is uncomfortable to me. And the texting was too much and it was very involved. And I was like, this is not really how I roll. So rather than me... I didn't have to sit there and have this uncomfortable conversation which could potentially hurt this person's feelings. I just started to behave in such a way where I didn't respond quickly to texts. I didn't answer the phones. I just slowly put up the boundaries to make it clear as how I roll in friendships with that person. Is it the smoothest transition? No, it takes some time, but there are ways to do it where you're not necessarily being aggressive about it um, you can be gentle with how you share those boundaries, you know? And I suppose it's, it's almost, to me, it's almost trickier to navigate the friendship one than the family relationships, because I feel like with family, it's not a guarantee that you're going to have them forever in your life or be connected to them, but you kind of are, you know, where friendships come and go, I find. So it can be, um, It can be a little trickier because it seems more, what's the word I'm looking for, like fragile? Like, you know, you could, if if it goes south, you may never speak to those people again. And that's unfortunate, you know, because sometimes discomfort is so uncomfortable that it's just, they never can come back from it. Where with family, you know, I'm thinking of just many conversations I've had over the years where relationships kind of are up and down and you know, all over. Um, And when you have those boundary conversations, they can be very uncomfortable. They can be very heated, preferably not, but you can often come back from them. Are you new here or have you been listening since the very beginning? Either way, I'm thrilled you're here and I would love to know what you think of the show. Head to iTunes, search The Sandwich, rate, review and subscribe and let me know what you think. If you're here from another platform, I'm so grateful for your support. But I would love it if you could just take a couple minutes, head over to iTunes, search the sandwich, leave a star rating, a comment, let me know what you think, share it with a friend, and follow. By letting iTunes know that this is a podcast worth... By letting iTunes know that this is a podcast worth... (laughs) By letting iTunes know that this... (laughs) By letting iTunes know that The Sandwich is a podcast worth listening to, you will help get it into new people's ears and spread the love. Thank you for your support. Back to the show. We have a situation where (laughs) I am very forgiving, borderline forgetful with certain behaviors I am in family relationships and I sometimes get myself in hot water because I just assume that, I don't know, that things are fine. Like I love to just, I just am so hopeful that things will always be consistent and problem free, but that's not always the case. And yeah, I get myself in trouble. And also there's this like element of people pleasing, which also gets me in trouble because I'm not considering everybody's needs um in certain situations and it just gets messy. So again, similar to like the friendship dynamic, things that I've had to do that work, and I would love to hear how you navigate these things, by the way, because I certainly am not always getting this right for the love. Um, but like how do you navigate these tricky dynamics, these tricky relationships? DM me, Instagram at Amanda Muse, because I would love to chat more and share some of your results. But um, I find it's like, does it work for the majority? That's kind of how I'm rolling these days. And it's so tricky, you know, like, I've learned that I just I as much as an extrovert that I am, I also really appreciate downtime and quiet time. And if you know, if I have a friend or family member call, and it's just not a good time. I won't answer, you know, I'll text them and say, Hey, sorry, it was bad timing. I'll give you a call when I can. No ill will, no bad feelings. And sometimes it just takes that little, that little bit of information, you know, that little text or that little message to let people know that it's just, it's not, you know, it's not you, it's me kind of thing. And it's okay. And also if you're ever on the receiving end of that, it can be really hard to not take it personally because we we're sensitive creatures, you know? Um, I have a friend where if you don't respond to text within like a a prompt amount of time or an email, they're writing you off. And it always makes me laugh because I'm like, oh my God, how many emails have I not responded to promptly? Apologies. But like we can be so sensitive and sometimes we have to remember like our friends and family may be going through things that have nothing to do with us. We're just kind of like on the side trying to make plans for next Saturday and they've got a whole world of things happening that they can't quite articulate to you and it may come out a little badly, but also they just may have to cancel or they may have to say no to us. And that's totally okay. Um, and to sort of like check yourself a little bit on how we respond, you know, because we may be creating a storyline that isn't entirely accurate. Back to Amanda making bad choices though, because <laughs> this can happen from time to time. Um, it sucks, man. It sucks because it's what the tricky part with family dynamics, like I said earlier, where it differs from friendship is like it is more permanent. It feels. I think it's it's really hard to write people off and to like be done with certain family relationships. Um, it's harder to it's easier to say than it is to do. I've never been able to quite manage that. I always hope that people will come around and that people are willing to change, but sometimes they don't. And the other side of it is sometimes other family members, like important people to me, may not be willing to wait for a person to change and may not forgive as quickly as I forgive. And that's hard for me. I'm like, come on now, just be cool with everything. It's fine. It's fine. It works better for everybody if you're just fine with it, but that's not always the case. And so something that I'm learning is as much as I like to create boundaries um, for certain relationships, be it professional, friendship, family, I am learning at this point in life, how do I be more considerate and considerate of other people's boundaries? So like my spouse, how does my spouse feel about hosting my entire family for Christmas? Did I even check in with him? You know what I mean? Little things, Amanda, little things. Because if you're anything like me, I can get caught up in the magic of things in the hope. And the romantic, you know, how I romanticize certain experiences and how I wish for them to be. And they are not always aligned with the reality of the situation. And so this is kind of where I'm at is, you know, yes, I've done the work. I've looked inwards. I've checked in with myself and those boundaries. But now it's like, oh, hold on. I'm not the only one who may be impacted by my decisions. And it's really hard to admit when you're like making a mistake. Because what may happen is ultimately... If I make a decision, if I make certain plans and my core, immediate, very important people are not pleased by those plans, I may need to change them. And then what happens is I may be hurting people's feelings. And again, impacting the story or the narrative that they have of you and they may change their feelings about me and I hate being when people are upset, you know, it's a cycle. It is a cycle, friends. So I suppose with all of this ramble, this whole boundary experience, you know, it may seem complicated because I think ultimately it is, you know, we aren't just walking the earth like these independent, like people who have no one. And I mean, there are likely people like that, but not usually, you know, we come from communities, we have family members, um, we have friendships, very dynamic relationships in our lives. And it's very rare that we can go through our lives beginning to end without feeling discomfort. And whether that's us feeling uncomfortable about hurting other people or us feeling uncomfortable about putting ourselves first, about vocalizing our needs, it's very layered, you know? So if anything that you got from this particular episode is that you're really, you're not alone in making these difficult decisions. Um, You know, I feel like it's a constant dance that we do where we are thinking about these things and it's it's layered as we go through different experiences. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I wanted to leave you with today. Oh, life is messy sometimes, especially near the holidays. And I do plan on creating a video about this, about boundaries and relationships and really diving into the family element and how to make it work for the holidays. So keep a lookout for that over on my YouTube channel um, I'm going to include some links below. It won't be out just yet, but coming very soon as we approach the holidays. Cause I know my lovely American viewers are coming up to Thanksgiving and we have Christmas coming and there's all sorts of things happening around the world where we're immersed with lots of different people and lots of different dynamics. So as usual, I just try to keep it real friends. I thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for next week with another great episode and catch up on ones you've missed. All right, guys, I'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now.